2: Hello and welcome to Daily Pop Live on YouTube. I'm Carissa Kaloner. This is Justin Sylvester. We have such a huge show today. We have Sharon Osborne joining us, we have Eve joining us. It's such a huge show. We also, first though, have to talk about how Britney Spears just broke the freaking internet by posting this video. Watch. Oh, this In case you didn't know, that's Justin Timberlake's song Filthy. Okay. That is Britney Spears dancing to Justin Timberlake. But even more importantly, she actually referenced the relationship in the post right there. You see, P.S. I know we had one of the world's biggest breakups 20 years ago, but hey, the man is a genius. Great song, JT. Uh, and then Justin Timberlake replied an emoji. Four emojis, some some high fives, some laughing emojis. People are losing their minds. My other favorite comment on this was Jamie Lynn Spears, her sister, saying, All right, now the blogs are gonna go crazy. Good job, sis.
1: Great <laughs> job. You yeah, know, people into a tailspin during quarantine and have you do this at this time. Come on. The fact that she is referencing this breakup from 20 years ago, because, you know, rumor has it, the reason why they broke up was because she stepped out, which made Crimea River one of the biggest hits ever. And she came out and she, you know, she didn't ever say anything about it. So for her to finally even bring it up is such a big deal.
2: I know. Well, and, but at the same time, 20 years ago, I think she waited a long enough time to make a joke,
1: right? Oh, I don't think it was a joke. I think it was fact. She was like, look, we had the biggest breakup, but this guy is a genius. You can't really skirt around that the guy is musically amazing. I just, however, have been waiting for this for two decades.
2: Oh my gosh, I thought it was so cute. Some people of course were asking, do you think Jessica Biel's mad? There's no way in the world, though, I think that Jessica Beale is bothered by this whatsoever.
1: Not at all, you know, when somebody was a lifetime ago, I mean, Justin Timberlake dated other women in between, you know, there was Cameron Diaz, there was that fling with, what's her name, I don't even wanna say it on air, you know who I'm talking about. Um, so there was women in between that, before Jessica Biel, so I don't think she's even worried about it. It was something cute, it wasn't anything derogatory towards her man. If anything, this was just like confirming what she already knows, that she won a prize.
2: Do you think that they're still fans of each other in the sense that, obviously she knew this song, but do you think that he buys her music and she buys his music? Do you think they're like legit fans of each other?
1: I think he was so heartbroken when all that happened and his ego was bruised that he probably turned away every time she got on stage at an award show. Don't you remember whenever she was dancing with Madonna and Christina Aguilera and the camera pan to him and he wasn't even looking like he was trying to look the other way. But well,
2: that's I- so awkward because you know the camera's on you the whole time. I mean, we've been to those award shows. It's literally like they're like five feet away and the camera's just staring at you and you're just like, don't do anything weird, don't do anything weird. <laughs> I feel like, you know, it, it, he may not have been looking at her, but it was probably on purpose because he was so trying not to do anything that would make it look weird or make it look like he was sad or make it look like, you know what I mean? It's like everybody's gonna overanalyze anything that he would have done.
1: No, for sure, for sure. But you know what? It's fun, it's nice, it's good to see that we can actually talk about the elephant in the room because as she just posted, the JT song and dance to it and not said anything, then I think people would have gone even wilder.
2: Very good point, very good point. I thought that was cool that she actually acknowledged it because it was like she knew it was gonna be a thing. And see, and this is the thing where celeb- she's actually being aware, which so many celebrities will post stuff on social media and all these, Headlines will come out about it, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe anybody would think like that." And Britney's like, "No, I know how this game works. It's a yeah. Justin Bieber song. You guys are gonna go freaking crazy. So I'm gonna acknowledge it. I mean, and that shows like some major self awareness for Britney.
1: <laughs> no, that shows that Britney got time.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Britney got time to think about my, a caption.
2: My actual favorite part about the caption, though, is just so you all know, I'm not really dancing. I'm just being silly. That's like she really, as you can see, I'm not really dancing, folks. I'm just very bored. Like she has to clarify, because she wants everybody to know, don't take this seriously. This isn't my real dance moves. I have much better dance moves that I will show you in another video.
1: My favorite part of that whole thing is, what's good? Like (laughs) It's literally watching Love and Hip Hop, are mm-hmm. there a black lady living with her right now? Because she is speaking in my native tongue.
2: In your language. Okay. Well, what's good possibly is this new reality show coming. Okay. There's this new reality show that got announced by Fox. It's called uh, Labor of Love. Here's a little clip.
1: All right. Let's have some kids. 15 daddy wannabes. Sudden fatherhood is terrifying.
3: Compete for love and then some. What labor actually feels like. Woo!
2: So here's the thing. So the woman, which is one woman, 15 guys, they're all vying to be her, not just her boyfriend or husband or life partner, but the baby daddy. Because he wants a baby and these guys want babies. So they're being put to the test to see the potential match. Now, first of all, is this show genius
1: or stupid? I think this is genius. Genius. I think for anyone who wants a child and knows that they want a child and also doesn't have that much time to waste, Uh, what uh, better way is than through they check your vitals, they make sure you don't have any diseases, you have to go through a psychiatric evaluation, they're gonna check your bank account, they will do all the scrubbing and digging your best girlfriend will do on a drunken night with two glasses of wine for you and give you 15 hopefuls. This is pretty damn genius. I would do it.
2: Would you? Would you really?
1: You wouldn't yes. trust this?
2: Because is, even on The Bachelor, they'll go through all of those steps, as you just talked about. And so you have a little bit of trust in your producers that they pick some quality men or women. And then they get to through the season and then they look back and they find out that, no, these are not the people that they thought that they were um, at all. They're like blinded by this environment of situations that's not real life. I I just, I don't know. I I feel like I understand the point, but would you, what's more important? Is it more important for her to find someone who's a good sperm donor, like, you know, just to have the baby or is she actually looking for a life partner? That's where I'm confused about this. I mean, I think she's hoping that she gets both, but 15 is not that many people. I feel like you need
1: more, more choices. <laughs> and the wedding was good. I think for her, and I think a lot of couples, there are people who have dated and who love each other and who were married that realize that they aren't fit to be romantic partners. But as partners in a baby or in, the, in any other life challenge, that they are good together. Look at Wayne Brady and his ex-wife. They're best friends. They're producing partners. They raise their child together and they are great at it, but they weren't meant to be life partners. I think it happens to some people. And if you're at a certain age and you don't have that much time to waste, guess what? You have to start looking at your options. And maybe some of your best options is looking for the person who you could see yourself raising a child with, as opposed to getting somebody who you love and who you trust to then learn that they're dead, be dead.
2: Mm-hmm. That's true. And there's actually, I mean, I have friends who've gotten divorced because they could never get on the same page about children. You know, it got to the thing like they, they both in the beginning said, Oh, we want kids. But as their marriage continued, as they grew and evolved, uh, one person got closer to that actual wanting that to be a reality. And the other person got further and further and further from actually wanting it and seeing, you know, and it just ended up breaking up the marriage because she knew like, Hey, this isn't going to work. Obviously you, are not ready to be a father. You have no intention of being a father. That was something we thought we were going to both be doing. Um, I mean, it does take that huge conversation and put it like front and center and being a baby daddy does is different than just being like a good husband or being a good, like lover, you know? Um, But I just hope she finds both. Like, I'm just going to be so sad if what if she falls in love with one guy, but then this other guy is like the better father. What do you do, do you pick the better father or do you go with the guy that you like love more?
1: But maybe this woman has had all the love that she can handle in a lifetime. Maybe she's found the love of her life and it just didn't make sense to have a child with him. I always tell people, I know this whole thing and you know where I grew up is, does he have kids? Oh no, that's baggage. Help! show me a man with kids because you can see what they're like to other people and you can see what they're like as a father. That's a preview into the life that you're gonna sign up for. Yeah. And again, some people are meant to have children together and some people are just meant to be life, part- life partners and some people are meant to be loves that pass. But look, when you're honest with what you want, you're gonna get it.
2: Yeah, well, the show starts uh, May 21st. It's on Fox, it's called Labor of Love. I'm still gonna watch. I'm interested because I want to know what kind of tests they do to prove that he's a good father. It's like changing a diaper on a doll. I don't know if that tells me enough. I need I need to know a character. <laughs> I need to know like how do you handle it whenever your two-year-old takes their poop and throws it on the wall. You know, things like that. You no, know, good good life situations. <laughs> All right. Well, I got to head out, but you've got two amazing women coming up. You have Eve and Sharon Osborne here. Let's welcome them to the show.
0: VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. You?
4: Sorry, I was texting my bad. How are you both? <laughs>
3: good.
1: I, am good. I am good. We have a lot to talk to you about today. First of all, your man. We just literally talked about men that are that have kids already. Was that a positive for you finding your husband who had four kids already?
4: Can I tell you something? So when I before him, for years, I used to be like, I would never date a man with children because I had baby mama drama in the past and as I got older I was kind of like you know what maybe dependent on the type of man and he was also married before Mm -hmm. so there was a different maturity when I met him because he was already married He, you know he was raising kids um it was more the number than it was and I was like four kids but I wound up falling in love with him and the four kids and they've been nothing but a blessing So I think
1: it worked out for me. But girl, I've been reading the horror stories online, girl. How hard is it to quarantine with four teenagers?
4: Wait, so I'm going to tell you. So we only have our oldest teenager um, with us, Lotus because her other siblings live in Barcelona with their mom and their stepdad. So we had two of them. And then right before the border shut, the um, second oldest wanted to go to her mother. So we only have our... 17 year old which honestly for me has been really nice because they go to boarding school so I've been having to spend a lot of time with her nice. now, on the other side of the world my <laughs> her mom has six kids
1: so oh, wow.
4: I got it easy right
1: now <laughs> easy. Yes. Easy, easy wait we have Sharon Osborne oh, yes. <laughs> How are you dealing with this quarantine, Sharon? Have you been eating? Have you been drinking? What's going on? Oh my Lord, both. I mean, last
3: night I was so blottoed. I, I think I was carried to bed by my daughter. But, um, I just, it, I feel like a couch potato. That's- <laughs>
1: Do you have all the kids? Do you have all the kids in one place right now?
3: No, they're all separated. My eldest daughter Amy is with her father and I here in our house and the other two are at their Mm -hmm. own places, but we're all in LA.
1: Oh my God. Are we still hearing Sharon from downstairs?
3: We it all day long, it never ends.
1: (laughs) How weird is it for you guys to be doing the talk While this is all going on, and not being able to like feel each other's vibes and like hug each other every morning like we normally do. Oh,
4: odd, isn't it odd, Eve? Yes, it's it's so weird because we do come together. Like in the mornings, we have our little time. We do our. And then we get to talk in between breaks and get gossip, up. gossip, gossip, yeah, gossip, and like just hugs. And I miss Mrs. Mrs. O is right next to me, so I miss her dog and my dog. And like, it's just it's very weird. It is very
3: weird Without an audience, you know, yes. it's like dead. We look at it, we just talk, but there's nothing in between. So it's
1: it's so crazy because it seems like. The audience really, you know, kind of makes the conversation come alive. How are you guys compensating for not having that? I think you're muted, Sharon.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh oh. Um. Uh oh. We lost her. She'll be back. <laughs> this is what. This is the new norm, right? Technology figuring it out. Honestly, though, I do miss. I miss the audience a lot you know i i've I've always appreciated we've always appreciated sharon you're on mute
1: you gotta press unmute at the bottom
4: um we've always appreciated our audience but i think not you know even more so now like you get to know them there are some audience members who actually come a few times a month so you actually get to know them they're really invested wait sharon where is the mic it's at the bottom sharon But this is the new norm. This is what
3: we have to do. with. <laughs> We're all doing it. Everybody's doing it. Hello? There we go. You can hear me. I can't hear you. We you get can hear you. Can you hear us? Leave studio. What's that?
1: No, uh, you don't want to do uh, that. <laughs> do uh, you ever, I mean, look, I know. For years you were on the road, you were performing. Yeah. Do you ever miss that tour like, Are you getting used to being at home and chilling and waking up in the same bed every night? No,
4: you know what I, I they allowed the tour. That's I don't know.
3: have you called
4: up? Wow. Well. No. We can hear you, Mrs. Um, oh. That's what's so great about the tour <laughs> as well. I actually just completed a tour, a UK tour, a 10 city tour, um, right before this happened. And that's why I love being on the show because they understand that we come together as one as a cast as a cast basically but we're separate entities when it comes to my music has I wouldn't I wouldn't be on the talk without my music my music has given me everything in my life so they understand that like I tour a few times a year always like I'm always performing
1: Oh my god. Yeah. What was he like the first time? Because like, you know, when you meet your man, you're Eve and you're Kevin and you got your pony and like we're good. And then you're like, hey, babe, come to my concert. This is the first one you're gonna be at. What was the first time like he met Eve? Well you what's crazy is
4: I performed at one of his events and he didn't know he didn't hire me for it. It was like a big corporate thing. And he watched my performance. He didn't know who I was. He knew my name, but he didn't know my music. And after that, he was like, Oh, but we had met before my performance that night, and already we like got felt it was like instant. And then after the performance, he just he's always so proud. Like when you see you, him on the you. Stage, he's always so yeah, proud. How are
1: you? So oh good. my god. You but still were, no audio. Can you hear us? Mm-mm. No. Sharon, you all I can't that hear money. you. Sharon, you got all that money, girl. And we can't get the microphone? Wait, we got to write it. Yes. <laughs> oh. Write it. oh
4: my god, that is so funny. I love technology, child.
1: Sharon got <laughs> that money.
4: When she comes back, when she comes
1: back. I'm gonna put it up. What's been, like the best part for you on being on the talk?
4: Um. It's opened me up. I never thought that being on a talk show would help me deal with so much, so many things in my life. Like in my music, I've definitely been real. I don't think I've been really raw. And being on the talk, I've talked about my struggles with trying to get pregnant. I've talked about my struggles with alcohol in the past. I've talked about, you know, things like that. And I never talked about that with anyone other than the people who knew me close, but it's helped heal me and it's helped open me up and help me Um, Be vulnerable and you know, I think especially coming from hip-hop and especially being a female in hip-hop My vulnerabilities weren't really um, Celebrated you're not supposed to you know, so I think being on the show has definitely helped me and I've met so many incredible People just being on the show people that I have been you know fans of people it's it's just been nice and being with this group of women um. Everybody's so different, but so amazing. You know, yeah. um, that's been a really nice thing. Cause I've been around dudes for so long; it was
1: like exactly. <laughs> It's finally probably nice to get those sweaty ass people out of your goddamn state. <laughs> it's so funny because when you were coming up, yeah. you yeah. didn't have to fight with anybody. Like mm-hmm. you were kind of sort of like you were spared. It's weird because that's you see. True party thing, Kim and Foxy Brown, but you were kind of your own entity. Why do you think that you never were pitted against another woman?
4: Um, I think there was a few things. A lot of people were definitely scared of Rough Riders, so they didn't want to mess with them. I was very protected. (laughs) That's one. But two, I never was messy. And not to say that these other girls are, I just was never into it. It just wasn't my thing. And I think Even when I was doing cyphers at 15 on the corner in Philly, all I wanted to do was be me. And I didn't care about nobody else. Nobody else was my competition in my head. I am my own competition. And I always think I thought that way. Um, And maybe that's why, maybe that's why. I don't know, I don't know.
1: Bring me back to that first moment, because I always like, this is my favorite question to ask an artist, is when you get to that first moment where your record's out, you're number one, and you get on that stage and the light goes up and you can see people going rows and rows back. What was that feeling like for you?
4: You know, that's just, it gives me chills to think about that because I'm, I still look at myself, I'm 41, but I still look at myself as like this little girl from Philly who made it, who is lucky, I never take for granted my life. And I do remember that first time being on the radio that first time doing my big concert um, in New York, it was in New York actually, and I think it was for like Hot 97 or something. One of those like those radio shows with everybody, yeah. and it was like, yo, all these people know me, like you know what I mean? Like, who would have ever thought? Like, I, I would, I was happy with having a song on the radio. Yeah. Hey, are we back? Can yeah. you hear us? Yes. Can okay. we? Okay. Good.
3: <laughs> 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 I, was just, I was just listening. That feeling must have been unbelievable. Eve. Yes. And you know,
4: Mrs. O, you've seen it throughout your career with Ozzy and like, it's, there's nothing like it. There is nothing like when you are this kid in your own space and you feel like a, you feel like you're an outcast anyway. And when other people accept you, accept your art, accept your energy, that, oh, it's beautiful. It's a blessing,
3: right? It
1: is. It is. What was it like that day you saw Ozzy bite that 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 bat head off? Were <laughs> you freaking out on the side? You know I was, and wasn't
3: I right to be? Look at what's happened. Um, freaked out. You <laughs> must never eat bats. It's disgusting. <laughs>
1: What's it like being married to someone whose creative energy surpasses anything on the planet? Because Ozzy Osbourne was one of those artists that you couldn't tell to not push it because he would push it even harder.
3: That's right. Um, I have to say so much fun. We had so much fun at the beginning of his solo career. Every day there was a new episode of something crazy and it was great, we loved it.
1: I think you guys have a bond. I can see it on the show. There's this, there's this bond that you guys have, and I think it's because music kind of brought you guys together. Yep. Do you yeah. see how it, music changes the world?
3: It we does. Love music. Yeah. And yeah. that's it. You know, we love what we do, we love each other, and we're very blessed to have found each other. Because I think no one else would have taken either one of us. <laughs>
1: As the last standing OG of the talk, the grand dom as I like to call you, about Eve that made you want to work with her because I know you had some say in that.
3: She, do you know what? Both my kids have always loved Eve, and I love them, and they've always said she's really good, lady mom. She's a Good lady, and then when Eve's name came up, it was like, yeah, I've heard really good things about her. You know, she's good. Oh. So it was, um, it was really that was my introduction to Eve was through my kids. But um, I mean, obviously, I knew her work. But it just, she is so easy, easy. You know, people come with a lot of baggage sometimes when they come into a situation. She has no baggage, she's easy, she's accepts everyone, she's got a huge heart, and it's just great. It couldn't be better. Oh, Mrs. Oh,
4: thank you. I want to be in your family. No, but it's true. I swear, I feel so lonely. I tell people all the time, like it's so incredible. And like I love Mrs. Oh no, I love I love her kids. I love them all. They're they're just an amazing family. Period. The love that they have, I pray that that's what I have in my family with my children, like I love them. Um, It's just, we're lucky, like, and I think people watch us and they're like, is that really how it is? Do you
3: guys really like each other? And it's like, actually, yeah, we do, (laughs) like we really do. (laughs) She's so cool about everything. She just, you know, amazing.
1: Oh. People take for granted whenever you have a good working situation, like loving and, and knowing your, your co-stars, it's more important than anything else on the trip.
3: Absolutely. You, spend, you spend so much time at work and you spend so much time with each other that if there's a, a thing that doesn't work, it's it's it doesn't make it fun. Yeah,
4: yeah, you actually kind of dread that situation. Also, because we give so much energy along with being there with the crowd and everything, we also have to give energy. If one person's off or one person's just has an attitude or it's just, it really affects us as a group. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
1: it's
3: it's hard.
1: Yeah. Well, girl, I got a blonde Bob named Isabel in there. So if y'all need another lady on the talk, honey, I will put this inverted Bob on. Shave your beard, get a beat and we can talk.
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. ambulance
1: i love you guys
3: yay thank you it's
4: so nice talking to you actually and me know.
1: like this like we've needed this for a long time yeah six and park days at home in the summers <laughs> yeah. i appreciate it you guys i will be watching you on the talk that airs every day on cbs eve thank you so much sharon i'm so <laughs> happy you are joined us i appreciate it thank you guys you. have a good day Oh my God, I am obsessed with the talk. I've been obsessed with Sharon Osbourne since the Osbornes came on TV. And Eve's music, if you have not heard it, started her first album, go all the way to the album that she let out in 2013. The music is amazing. It's on point and it's just fun. And you know what, if you need some more laughs and you need something else to take your mind off of this COVID situation, We're gonna be here tomorrow again at noon, giving you all the tea, talking about all the great topics. And we might actually have a surprise guest for you tomorrow. So join us tomorrow, 12 o'clock on the Daily Pop YouTube Rundown. See you later.